Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Here it is another Sunday morning. That means it's time for Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston, and we're glad to have you in here today. And joining me today from ARC is Luke Whelan, Director of Community Outreach and Education. Luke, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. First time I think I've talked to you guys on this fine broadcast. Yeah, probably with the ARC. Yeah. I mean, I talk a lot about the ARC thrift stores because Lloyd Lewis is a kind of a buddy of mine and all the good work they're doing there. But you're kind of the other end of this, right? We're the other side. We're, we're uh, the money that is donated and raised by the ARC thrift stores goes to help people with disabilities. And that's why you're in today. So let's just start from the beginning. For those that don't know, explain what ARC is. They know what the ARC thrift stores are, but what is ARC? The ARCs are the chapters that do advocacy for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So we work from birth through the lifespan of an individual. And how do you get involved with these uh, people? Um, all through referrals. So families call us or they're referred through the system. Uh, doctors, schools. Doctors, schools, Medicaid itself, the state. That's a lot of people. Yeah, we serve over roughly about 3,000 people a year. Is, is that all the state of Colorado or is that just Metro Denver? That's um, Each chapter has its own catchment area. Okay. So there are 15 chapters in the state. We run the Ark of Arapahoe in Douglas County. Right. So is that 3,000 then for all of those chapters or just you guys? Just our chapter. Just for Douglas County and Arapahoe County. Correct. Now, do you deal at all with Denver itself, Denver County, Adams County, Jefferson County? They have their own arcs. Um, so Denver's Advocacy Denver, Adams is the Ark of Adams County, and they all run advocacy programs for children and adults with disabilities. And that's a large amount, it seems like, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, we're roughly about 2% of the population uh, have an intellectual or developmental disability, so from Down syndrome to autism and everything in between. Are most of the the folks you work with, are they born with these disabilities or could be from an accident or what? Um, most of them, yeah, come from developmental, that they're born and they're you know lack, lacking information to be able to develop into current normal stages of de- brain development right there's intellectual disabilities which are iq based um that they just aren't their brain is not able to get past a certain moment of their processing sure. capacity sure um some can be from a brain injury but there are some state rules around when and if that happens okay so let's talk about what you do then as uh, this is by the way uh, luke whelan director of community outreach and education what is your job so for my arc my job is to teach families and other entities about disabilities in the system and how they can get supports and services like more help medical help or what is it yeah it's medical help through medicaid and also um supports to live an independent lifestyle like you and i do yeah that's a challenge isn't it um it can be i mean they have different abilities and disabilities and challenges so it's helping them kind of navigate their daily life to be as independent as possible through the school system or through the adult kind of natural world. Right. And they have caregivers, parents probably, or as they get older, they might almost be on their own, aren't they? Some of them. Yeah. People with disabilities live pretty normal, natural lives. They can be very independent um, and with little help from the outside world to um, needing direct care almost 24-7. And I think that's something important for our listeners to understand, that they can lead pretty normal lives with help from you guys and others. That's the goal. The goal is to you know empower people with disabilities to live 
what life they want to be, have jobs in the community, and go about their normal daily routine. So then how do you prioritize your work? Um, we prioritize through most families are calling when they're in crisis. They're reaching out to us because they need more support and more help in kind of getting through an IEP with the school system or getting supports through Medicaid or just understanding what really their adult child's going to come into when they turn 18. Now, do you get involved at, it could be birth, do you start right then, or is you wait till they get a little older before ARC gets involved? Um, we work from birth to death. So we have individuals we serve as you know, young as two, three, four years old to individuals in their 70s and 80s. And when you say 70s and 80s, uh, do they have like dementia, early onslaught, Alzheimer's, or what are they dealing with? Um, yeah, the same as just the normal population. So as people get older, that dementia oh, can set in or absolutely. Alzheimer's, and um, our population's no different. There might be it might be sooner in our population, but for the most part, people with intellectual and dis- developmental disabilities have the same lifespan and life goals as as everybody else. Sure, they do, and they should. Yeah. And they should be out there with us. And, and, and you see more and more of that. Yes, inclusion is our you know number one priority. Do, do, when you try to, as you just said, inclusions, do you find resistance from that? People say, well, I'm not so sure we can handle something like that at our place of business or whatever it might be. Historically, yeah, that was definitely how it always was run. Um, now in 2019, we are a lot more into this is the way of the world and everyone can have their own life so we are open you know to being in every situation so it's more acceptable of course we have people that work at lockheed martin um doing some it kind of back behind the scene computer work to people you know working in grocery stores or local coffee shops that's fantastic too it really and it probably helps them when they can get out into the real world for them to understand what's going on of course i mean the ARC thrift stores are, you know, a big funding source for us, and they have over 300-plus people with disabilities working in their thrift stores and all facets from asset protection through being in the stock room to running cash registers. Whatever they can deal with. Whatever that individual really has. So just like anybody else, if you're not a people person, <laughs> then you're not going to be in front of people. <laughs> I get that. That's fantastic. And they're so excited when they're, when they're at these jobs and they're friendly and it's fun to talk to them and just – kind of be part of their life too yeah they're like any other person um they have good days and bad days there's going to be people with down syndrome that are don't want you in their apartment don't want you to talk to them don't want to be bothered on the bus just like anybody else so they're a person just like anyone else and their life is what their goals are yeah and why shouldn't it be that way absolutely so we talked about the arc chapters in colorado are there many arc chapters throughout the country geographically yeah we have 47 we're in 47 states from hawaii and the district of columbia uh most states have multiple chapters uh just like us where we have 15 here in the state of colorado and when did arc start you guys must have been around for a while most arc chapters started um by family groups about 60 65 years ago and it's grown into more of a, a, a science business um yeah i mean we're all for nonprofit, so working to help individuals and just again trying to get them to live their normal life but mostly yeah it was families that kind of needed to have a voice for their loved ones and the services you offer through arc there's no charge for that is there no um, most arcs here in the state of colorado are uh, member organizations so we'd love people to be a member of the arc disability or not 
um, but you don't have to be. Um, we can serve you in a school to help you with an IEP or as an adult in some of the Medicaid programs that are offered here in the state of Colorado. We don't ha- get paid by anybody other than the thrift stores. You mentioned schools and an IUP? IEP, Individual I- Education Plan. Okay. Does most schools have that? Yeah, it's a federal law um, idea to keep to help anyone that has delay or a disability get support and accommodations to be in a normal setting of a classroom. That's good. And you work hand-in-hand hand with teachers because they stay in the classroom, so you must be communicating with teachers on a regular basis? Yeah, teachers, special ed coordinators, um, the administration from different school districts of how to help individuals get through schooling. Um, if it's a learning delay where they need to help you get caught up, or if it's an actual disability where they might need some other strategies to be successful. Yeah, my daughter's a uh, reading specialist in the Cherry Creek School District, and they work with that all the time. And it's just a real joy for her because she sees progress. She sees them coming along like like students do. Yeah. And, and they just need a little more help. Yeah, um, that's the exact line is people with disabilities just need a little more help in different areas than anybody else might. Yep, and it's very rewarding. It is indeed. So let, let me ask you this about the state of Colorado. How do they define and what is IDD? So someone with an intellectual or developmental disability um, is what IDD stands for. A developmental disability is an impairment, physical, learning, language, or behavioral areas that impacts their daily life functioning. Um, that has to be before the age of 22 diagnosed here in okay. the state of Colorado for a developmental disability. An intellectual disability um, is that IQ score. So that's when someone's IQ falls below 70 or that plus other um, deficits bring their IQ to below that 70 level. Is there, and you mentioned the age of 22, is there an age limit that they can get help, or how does that all work? No, as long as they're connected with the system before that onset age of 22 for dis- developmental disability, and we have can show that this is a lifelong disability sure. that we're, they're going to have, the, um, the state, they can get services until, you know, sadly they pass away. And does the state provide monies for these services for you guys? Yeah, it's provided through Medicaid, okay, um, through waiver programs that are managed by the state to help individuals um, with minimal services or full-on residential care supports, depending on the individual's needs. Sure. And so you mentioned these testings with IDD and the definitions you were mentioning. Do they have to take a test? Do you give them a test? A doctor give them a test and say, yeah, they really should be getting this. It's, it's through a handful of those things. It's okay. through the school district helps kind of establish that. Um, doctors and physicians actually diagnose an intellectual or developmental disability. And then we go through the state and we show that they meet the definition of a disability. Pretty simple procedure, it sounds like. Uh, it can be. There's there's yeah. definitely roadblocks, and it's, it's not an easy system, but it does work. And we work hand-in-hand with our partners at the state and the community center boards here in the state and doctors and schools to help people the best we can do regular health insurance type situations get involved with it if i had health insurance could it help my son or daughter if they needed that they can so um autism is a good example there's um different programs that if you have local insurance an insurance provider local you know here in the state of colorado there's funding for um health insurance mandate for people with autism treatment to help get some behavioral supports in the house i wonder if people even think about that 
that their health insurance could help them out. And that's where the ARCs come in to help kind of navigate that. You don't know what you don't know, and there's so many different areas where we can get support um, to get you know someone to live a successful life. So where does it start? I mean, somebody listening right now going, wow, I could probably use that kind of help in my life, my family's life. You must have a website, some information there, contact information. We do. So um, at the Ark of Colorado's website, thearcofcolorado.org, um, they have a list of all the 15 chapters here in the state that you can reach out to in whatever area of the state you live in. Um, there's the Arc National, so the arcofthus.org, also has their website that shows find a chapter. Sure. You can type in a city, zip code, and it'll connect you with any chapter in the state, in the country. What kind of professionals do you have on board at ARC, on your staff? You must have professionals. We do. We have a staff of 10 with the ARC of Arapahoe and Douglas. Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Each, each ARC is a little different of how right. they manage that. Right. Um, ARC, you know, we reach out and have advocates that do direct advocacy with in the schools or in the adult system, along with anyone in our chapter can... Um, be informational referral based to help families kind of navigate where to go and who to call next and what your steps are and there's a lot of is it 24 7 help or is there a, a, obviously a line you can call yeah you can always call um you know our arc um at 303-220-9228 and we're the arc of arapaho and douglas county uh we're not 24 7 no uh, we do have to sleep sometimes <laughs> Really? Some of our advocates might not. They work pretty late. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we meet families where we, we need to meet them. Um, we're going to, you know, if it's a weekend, we'll figure out. We'll be in their school at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 3 in the afternoon. And I run classes um, through the ARC to teach families the waiver programs and Social Security and Medicaid. Um, God, you forget about how all that stuff plays in. It does. It does. Um, I kind of use an analogy of you can be invited to the barbecue and then go inside to the really good food, but the party room, you have to have each level, you have to have a different kind of set of requirements to be at. How much learning did you have to do to help educate these folks? Um, I mean, I've been in working in the system for over 16 years, but I also grew up in the system. Both my parents worked for people with disabilities since the mid-70s until they retired recently. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, so it's the family business, as we call it. That's outstanding. That probably doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, it's kind of what gets a lot of people in, um, yeah. but a lot of people just want to help people. Um, we are a social work field, so people that are in the system are there to help people with disabilities. Did you have to go to school for a certain education level? I went to Colorado State. Uh, yeah, we're going to State. Yeah. yeah. Um, just sociology, so you have to have at least a college degree for most um, to be a case manager or to be kind of with different parts of the arc. Um, but really, if, if someone really has a passion for people with disabilities, we can find them a job and th they'll succeed. And you probably do internships, I would imagine, some at some levels? Or? Yeah, um, different ARCs can offer that. Right. Um, you know, we really need direct care providers in this state. We need people that are actually willing to be in the field, be out there in the community with people with disabilities. Um, so we're really working with the state to pay them more, to get it to be a career, not just a job. Sure. It should be a career. Shouldn't be any question about that. My uh, opinion. That's my opinion. That's all. Yeah, it becomes more than a career. It becomes your life, and most people with disabilities become part of their caregiver's normal life. So when you say they're in the field, they're dealing with the caregivers outside your building? I mean, they're actually going to homes and, and the like? Yeah, homes. They're meeting. They're doing support employment. They're helping them at their job. They're taking them out to bowling for the activity. They're just you know helping them get ready for the day so they can go be independent in the community 
So it's helping. It's the people are actually providing the direct supports hand over hand sometimes is where we continue to need more and more of those in, in this field. Yeah. Do you deal with a lot of volunteers? We do. We volunteers through um, the chapters for different events. We have our um, Halloween haunted house coming up in October, where we you know love to have volunteers help out to lead tours through the haunted house. So we're going to scare people just like any other haunted house. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, so talk about that. Is that like a fundraiser? You raise money through that, or is it just a haunted house? No. One of the big things with people with disabilities is they can be very secluded. Um, if they're not out at work or at a program to help them through the day, I see. they can be home and they're kind of isolated. And depression can be a big issue in our population. So we have an event coordinator who does a wonderful job, and her entire job is to decrease loneliness in people with disabilities. So we're having a haunted house. Well, and, and you probably do events all year long then if you're, it's more than just a haunted house. Yeah, we just had Pop Trivia Night uh, on Friday, and we had Mario Kart Tournament where I dress up as Luigi. <laughs> Um, Ooh, that's scary by itself. I know. <laughs> to get more and more people involved, and, you know, it's open to anyone. I mean, obviously, it's IDD-specific, so it's going to be a different event than maybe going to a, a trivia night at a bar, but we are uh, inclusive to anyone that wants to show up. And where do you have this haunted house now? Our haunted house will be at our office over off uh, Arapaho and Lima area, so the Ark of Arapaho Douglas' main office on oh. October 25th. Um, from about one thirty to about 9 o'clock. Oh, that's fantastic. It's on our website and all the details. And trick-or-treat candy and the whole deal. I'll we'll have like, snacks yeah, and things. Sure. We have a sensory side, and then we'll have the actual scary butcher haunted house. <laughs> so, How much fun that is. Yeah, it's great working for a company that your most of your job is you know, helping people improve their lives. Well, good job for you. We're talking to Luke Whelan, Director of Community Outreach and Education. So what educational and learning opportunities are there for individuals with IDD and for their families, their parents? Well, I mean, through the school district, it's it's a normal school track. They have some more supports. Again, that IEP and the special ed department. Um, once they become adults, um, they can work in a normal job anywhere in the community, anywhere they want. Um, and they have the skills to do. We run educational programs to help families um, like step up into life after high school, teaching them what to expect when their son or daughter turns 18. Um, we run a class at the towards the end of their lifespan to help families understand how they're going to outlive their mom or dad. Yeah, they are. So they need to plan for that. Um, a lot of ARCs have classes on how to help with Social Security, how to help with Medicaid. We also run a group called the ARC Adventures which they go out and do adventures in the community. So they give back and do social activities along with learning how to be their own advocate. So to vote and be their own, you know, bullhorn, you, as you would say. Sure, sure. Um, fun events and then other classes on community safety, sexual education, things that they might need reminders of more often than, say, you or I would. Absolutely. Well, let me back up a little bit. You, you mentioned about when they graduate from high school, they're probably – 18 what do you tell parents do they go to college some might go to college mm -hmm. some might just get a job do the parents start backing away a little bit and let them start handling their own life a little more how does that all work uh, it's individualized so just oh. like you or i of how we kind of decided to move sure. away from our parents and sure. some individuals you know will stay at home for a while some move out right away they can go to college um there are programs here in the state of colorado that 
do inclusion college. So they help with being on campus, living in a dorm, helping them navigate so they can be in the college experience and actually get some college credits. Um, some individuals will go right into the workforce. Colorado is a uh, employment first state, so we push for people, anybody that wants to work sure. and able to work, to work. Um, and we can figure out some accommodations to help them have whatever job successfully they want. Yeah, so you could help them based on what they could handle, what kind of job they could handle. And you connect the two? Do you work with directly with employers? Um, I mean, we help connect them with the state and the system. So we're going to help them connect with the Division of Oak Rehabilitation. Um, they can do some job placement, job skills building, and then support employment tasks, along with other Medicaid waiver programs that pays someone to go in and help them navigate that time card system, navigate how to interact with their supervisor. Um, can be long-term, short-term, as needed. So the system's really built to help individuals very individually of how someone might need one level of support sure, and someone sure. else needs a completely different level. It's a challenge. It's like real life. I mean, come on. You do that with your kids now. It's exactly like real life. Some, some can do this, some can do that, but they can't do this. Yeah. So you figure it out. Do you urge parents as they get older, 18, 19, 20, to kind of back off a little bit? That's got to be difficult if you're saying well, they've been so involved since they were born or at a young age, and now they're kind of letting them lead their life. It's that, you know, dignity of risk. So everyone has the right to make a bad decision. Our system is built to help people stay safe, but not necessarily you know, you're still going to make a bad decision. Who who you're in a date or marry might be a bad person that you decided that just didn't work out down the road. Yeah, um, exactly. But also, we help families understand the system and trust that there's going to be care and support uh, for your loved one and that they aren't just going to be left on the corner to defend for themselves. And boy, how important is that, that sense of security? Knowing, uh, because like you mentioned just a little while ago, they're going to outlive their parents. Yeah. And the parents want to know that they're going to be okay. That's a that's a big thing, especially as we start to see aging caregivers. So as baby boomers get older, their kids are getting older, and they're starting to worry about what happens when I'm gone, and we're trying to build the system to show them that the they'll be cared for. Right. And do some actually care for their parents as they get older? You know, parents don't want to leave the house. They don't want to be you know, rifled off to a nursing home. They want to stay there with their family. Do they help their families? Are they capable of doing that? They can, depending on their own abilities. Um, so we've seen some fa- some parents and their lo- loved one with a disability age together. Some where it's finally at the point where they need a little more care than the, provi- the individual can provide or wants to provide. Um, they're just like anybody else. Sure. At some point in time, I, I don't really want to, you know, help feed my my parent. I want to just be their son. Sure. And be there for them. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough. And that's the other side of some. We're trying. We also push parents to it's time just to be the parent instead of the parent, the caregiver, the taxi service, the, <laughs> you know, all of these other things. It's yeah. it's time for you to be the parent and let them be themselves. It's a challenge, though, as a parent. I can't even imagine what that would be like. It's a big challenge, and we work really closely with families to just reassure them and help them with that process. Well, let's back up a little bit, because I know we're talking about ARC itself, but there's also the ARC thrift stores. So what's the connection between all the local chapters and the thrift stores? Because the thrift stores are popular. Yes, they are. The thrift stores are um, their own independent nonprofit. As, as each ARC chapter in the state is. And they allocate funding to the ARCs, then we divide it equally our, amongst different ARC chapters to just help support 
within their communities based on different algorithms and things. Um, but yeah, the thrift stores are our major funding source. So thank you if you shop or donate to the Ark Thrift. Sure. The money does go back directly to people with individual individuals with disabilities and we and their families of how to have a voice and be their own individual. So do the stores work only with the Ark chapter in their district? Like if there was one in Arapahoe in Douglas County, and I, there might be one, is there? There is there one. Are, there are a few. Yeah. Do they deal, deal just with you or their monies they raise could go anywhere? The money they raise goes to every ARC chapter in the state. Okay. So from the ARC chapters in the Durango area, which is a great little chapter, to Mesa County, to the ARC of Pikes or the ARC of Arapahoe and Douglas County, um, we advocate and split that money up between the ARC chapters to meet the needs for each county in the state. The entire state of Colorado is served by an ARC advocacy arm somewhere or okay. somehow. Some, that's how that works. So you're all kind of connected. We all are underneath the membership group of the state and then the national organization. And we work really closely and collaborate with each other to help. And like educational courses that we run are open to anyone in the state with a, that wants to attend. Um, or Advocacy Denver, which is the, the ARC that runs Denver County. Same thing. They run classes for individuals. And if I have an individual that lives a little bit closer to Denver and wants to go there, they're welcome to. So it's great that you're working hand in hand together it's not all these just individual cells around the state of colorado that because i would think this area through the arc thrift stores your money has got to be a higher level than somebody out in the middle of the state nowhere then so your some of your money's is going out to help them yeah the arc thrift is just opening their first store west of the continental divide in grand junction is that right um i don't know the exact date but lloyd might be able to tell you that one wow i thought you guys had some out there uh, no we were mostly on the western on the east Front, on the, on the front, range, here, front yeah. range so um but yeah like ag- education and information referrals can be done from any arc any chapter will we'll definitely want to help families when it comes to direct advocacy um we want to make sure that we're helping people within our arapahoe and douglas county because we know our school districts we know the medicaid county people sure, sure. better than we, we would for adams county so we're going to make sure families get advocacy through their their local chapter but education, resources, just information can come from any ARC. Do you guys get together, your various ARC chapters, and have like a annual meeting and talk about what's going on in your place and sharing stories and help and whatever? Yeah, the ARCs get together once a month um, and go over on on the minimum once a month. Um, other times we get together when we see a crisis coming or we need to be at the state capitol to make sure certain laws are passed or certain bills are pushed through to help for funding for people with disabilities or mental health because they tend to go hand in hand. Do you guys have people working there in the Capitol? We do. Some lobbyists uh, we that do are have, helping the out? ARC have a, has a lobbyist, but we also have the ARC of Colorado, which is our state chapter, which um, the three you know people that work there are great and have tons of experience and do a lot of policy watching and bill watching and, and make sure that we get people with disabilities the supports they need. Well, you need that kind of help. You can't do it by yourself. It's a big process. Oh, I can't even imagine. So for someone, you know, we get, what, 10,000 people a month here. People are new to Colorado. What do they do for IDD? And where do they start for their kids, for adults? How does it all begin to go, wow, where do I go? Depending on their age, a great place to start would be the ARCs. Um, We can help, again, anywhere across the board. If they don't know what ARC to call, call ANARC, and they can 
Get what you, is that again? They can call it Anarch. Any arc they they, they arc. find they find on I Google. See what you're saying. Hey, we found your number. They'll get you to the right the right chapter. Um, their school district should be seeing that they need some more supports and should be helping them navigate to the actual programs that help people with disabilities. Then there's the state itself with um, and community center boards, which run the contracts for people with disabilities. So there's a lot of help right out there waiting for you. There is. And it's, it's hard to kind of figure out how to navigate where to go. So the ARC chapters are, are a great resource just to get you, here's one, two, and three. Go call them, call them, and call them, and then call us back when you know you need more help or hit, hit a roadblock. Sure. What about the website? Do you have good information on your website yeah. to start with? Um, so the ARC of Rappo Douglas, so www.arc hyphen ad.org okay is our website and there's information there referrals you can connect to our weekly update which has all of the stuff we do as a local chapter plus what's going on at the state level and then also you can connect to other arcs through that chat that website you guys are on it it's a it's a lot and we work with a lot of families and we work with a lot of families that are in different spots of their life so you know we've got to be kind of on our game with this is what you need but an 18-year-old or 40-year-old might not need those. Total different ballgame, isn't it? Always. Or it really is. And you don't turn anybody down, do you? I mean, you got room for everybody. No. Um, anyone with an intellectual developmental disability, we can help. But also people that just need some extra support, we might be able to give them resources, information, talk them to, get them the phone number for the mental health websites or mental health areas in, their, in wherever they live. So we can help a lot of people. And you are helping a lot yes. of people. Well, Luke Whelan, Director of Community Outreach and Education for ARC, the Douglas County and Arapahoe County specifically, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's great. You've enlightened us all as to what ARC is really going doing in the state of Colorado, and it's a ton of stuff. It is. We always are working to improve and empower people with disabilities' lives. Thanks for doing that. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a great time enjoying the conversation about ARC. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. This is Mile High Magazine. And I'm Murphy Houston, and we'll talk to you again next weekend.